Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. A blessing, folks. Let me ask you a question here. Is there a stirring of foot within your spirit? It's the Lord just stirring things up and revealing things to you and showing you some things and uh, perhaps in all likelihood making you question things that you thought you knew before. I know that's constant, constant within me. And uh, it's an exciting thing. It's the Lord teaching. It's the Lord directing. We've been looking at some things in the scripture that are just so exciting. But I tell you the truth, too often they're not taught, they're not preached when they are I mean, we're just touching upon the surface of it, but people don't even go into this level of understanding. It's just sort of a pulling out of this and a pulling out of that and say, okay, this is why I believe this because of this. And there's not a true examination of the Word of God. And so I'd encourage you to do that, to examine the Word on your own, uh, to study it, to listen to it, to seek the Lord. We've been looking in Revelation 6 to see what was going on with the opening of the seals. And we've seen basically this, that it parallels what Jesus said in Matthew 24. Okay, what was going to occur. And you think, well, that's interesting. Well, no, because the Lord is the one that brought forth the truth with both of them, right? <laughs> He's the source of all knowledge, of all wisdom. But what I want us to do is I want us to look at the sixth seal again, because we looked at the first five seals last time, and we saw some things. Let me just remind you. Uh, what we saw was that there's a seven-year time period uh, correctly referred to as the 70th week of Daniel. At the beginning of that seven-year period, there's going to be a covenant made, and that's literally uh, pictured by the opening of the sixth seal, that false Christ would come forth, that literally that's when the Antichrist is going to sign this covenant, and all the world thinks there's going to be peace. But then we saw how with the opening of the sixth seal, there's wars. With the opening of the third seal, there's famine. At the midpoint of that seven-year period, the man of lawlessness, the Antichrist, reveals himself. He goes in, I believe, into the Holy of Holies and stops the sacrificing that the Jewish people are doing. At the revelation of the Antichrist is when he commits what we call the abomination of desolation. And then he starts persecuting Israel and the church. And we see that in the fourth and fifth seals uh, of martyrdom. Then Jesus opens the sixth seal. Okay, And I just want to read that again, if I can pull it up here quick. Uh, revelation 6, verse 12 says this. I looked when he broke the sixth seal, and there was a great earthquake. So what happens? A great earthquake. And the sun became black as sackcloth made of hair, so the sun goes dark. And the whole moon became like blood. And people say, well, that's red. Well, if you've ever seen blood when it's spilled, you realize it's dark, right? And the stars of the sky fell to the earth as a fig tree cast its unripe figs when shaken by a great wind. Then verse 14, the sky was split apart like a scroll when it is rolled up and every mountain and island were moved out of their place. Think about that. The sky is going to be split apart. Everything is going to be totally dark. It's going to be black in the skies. It would not surprise me at all if the Lord blacked out everything on earth, even man's generated electricity, that type of thing, generated light. I mean, it, it's, it's a very theatrical entry, and I don't mean that in a flippant type of way. The skies are black, and then the sky is split apart, and it's rolled back. Well, that's interesting. Rolled back to reveal what? Well, then he tells us that every mountain and island is moved out of their place. 
So we see that things are actually happening on the face of the earth. There's going to be things occurring with the crust of the earth. And this is mentioned in several places, okay, in, in Revelation. So every mountain and island is going to be moved out of the place. Verse 15, then the kings of the earth, the great men and the commanders and the rich and the strong and every slave and free men hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. So this, these are the, uh, the key people of mankind. They're hiding in caves. They're hiding in the rocks and mountains. Sometimes people say, well, that's foolish. Man doesn't do that. Oh, yeah, they do. I mean, we as a government in the United States have a place where Congress and everybody would fly out, to, I think, West Virginia, to hide in the cave in the mountain, this huge thing that's been built. And they're saying this, verse 16 says, And they said to the mountains and to the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the presence of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. They're saying this, Hide us from the Most High God who's sitting on the throne and hide us from the wrath of the Lamb. Well, how do they know about that? Okay, how do they know? Well, there's ways that you see in Revelation certain things happen. But if nothing else, it's because the sky is split and the sky is rolled back as a scroll. And I believe it's rolled back to reveal the Most High God himself sitting on his throne and the Lamb coming forth to do what it says in verse 17. For the great day of their wrath has come and who is able to stand? All the world will see this. But this is the point in time. When Luke tells us, lift up your head, your redemption draweth nigh. But you notice, there's just six seals that are broken right here. And this document, this scroll, has seven seals. And that's interesting. Again, nobody ever gets into that. The whole point is the seal is to keep this thing sealed up until the time you open it. And there's seven seals to open it. But then when you open it, something occurs. The seventh seal is not open until the beginning of Revelation 8. We're at the end of Revelation 6. Let me just read the first few verses of Revelation 7. Then we'll have to come back another time. Verse 1. After this. After what? After the opening of the sixth seal. After this, I, and that's John, saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth, so that no wind would blow on the earth or on the sea or on any tree. So these four angels are holding back the winds of the earth. Verse 2, And I saw another angel ascending from the rising of the sun, having the seal of the living God. And he cried out with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea, saying, Do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we've sealed the bond servants of our God on their forehead. So there's these four angels that are holding back the wind. There's four other angels that have been given authority and granted authority to harm the earth and the sea. There's another angel coming up from the rising sun from the east, and he has the seal of the living God, and he cries out, don't do anything yet until we seal those who are bond servants on their foreheads. Of course, there's all sorts of debate over who that is, but the scripture is real plain. Verse 4 says this, and I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 sealed from every tribe of the sons of Israel. 
So you've likely heard of the 144,000, and you talk about something that has been mistaught and perverted through the years. Okay, is that right there? But the scripture is real plain. There's 12,000 from every tribe, and I'm not going to read it right now, but it goes on for about five or six verses, saying there's 12,000 from this tribe, 12,000 from that tribe, 12,000 from another tribe. So there's 12,000 <coughs> people who are bond servants. That's the way they're described here. And they're going to be sealed on their foreheads. They're going to be identified somehow. Now, let me close with this last verse. So this is the most exciting one. And we'll come back and uh, pick this up because our time's running short. Verse 9, Revelation 4. I mean, Revelation 7. After these things, okay, after what he just saw, I looked and behold a great multitude which no one could count from every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palm branches were in their hands. And they cried out with a loud voice saying, Salvation to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Of course, the question is, who is that? I think it's very obvious within this context, within what we've seen in the previous chapter, with what you see in the Scripture, that's the body of Christ. That's the church. That's those who are believers. And you see them in heaven immediately after the opening of the sixth seal and before the seventh seal is open. John is sitting there and he sees a group and they're about to be uh, uh, stamped on the forehead somehow to be protected. And then he looks over here and he sees this innumerable number of people. We'll talk more about the details the next time, but it's exciting stuff. Here's the bottom line. Are you ready? If not, repent, confess, get ready. The Lord's coming soon. I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye. <laughs>